Welcome back to On the Break Basketball Podcast. We got the whole uh, the whole squad here tonight. It's your boy Kyle Beats. We got Josh VG and uh, J Mac in the studio. It's a rare uh, trio tonight, but it's nice to see you guys. How y'all doing? Doing well, man. Hey, doing good. Glad to be back. Glad to have Justin back. I'm not just sitting in the background creepily watching us. Dude, yeah. <laughs> just <Hey>. analyze, analyzing <laughs> move or losing his shit when we mistake errors. Dude, yeah, that was the last week's talk with uh, the top 10 was awesome. It, it really inspired some great conversation. Like We were just talking about before we got on the air. It, it all went really well until Josh blew it up at the end, but... We need to really, really formalize this out. We're going to do that uh, in the offseason, I think. Yeah, I'm not good at top 10 lists, dude. My top 10 lists are always too. There's, I have like 40 people in my top 10. And it's really hard for me to. I think at one point I said, would you consider Scottie Pippen like top 15? And <laughs> I, was, I was listening to it back and I was like, Jesus, dude, like I have got to get this figured out. Yeah, he might have not even been like top 15 of that decade. But. <laughs> Yeah, he probably stopped 15 in the yeah. 90s. But, yeah, I mean, dude, doing a top 10 off the fly is really hard. But I, I thought it was I thought it was good material. I mean, it was authentic. It was from the heart. But as I started to listen to mine, I was like, damn, there's really – there's a lot of people that you could throw in at, like, 8, 9, 10. Yeah. That you just make an argument for. But really and truly, 1 through 10 kind of write their own – like, it pretty much writes itself. It just de- depends on what order you want to put them in. When it really Agreed, comes right. Oh, down. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we're all going to have like similar top tens, but just order except for you who keeps out Kobe, yep. but whatever. He's not a top 10 I, player, but let's not go there again. Let's dude. Yeah. This is like th- that talk inspired so much text messaging. between <laughs> us and, and like, I was like legitimately a little frustrated. In some of it. but it's, it's all healthy. It's all healthy, but let's, no, let's hear some of that feedback. What do the people have to say? It was healthy debate though, because you were really, really, adamant that pal is not a hall of famer and i was like well yeah i mean yeah he, he probably I, I is i forgot the basketball hall of fame is a fucking joke it, that's put the, the problem I put pal in the in the hall of fame yeah that's the problem though is that it's not nearly as exclusive as baseball is but you know i put pal in the baseball hall of fame <laughs> dude yeah i could see <laughs> if that. possible the spaniard you know so i still stand by that argument though nobody above kobe none of the 13 people on your list and eight people on my list won a championship with the worst second player. So until I'm debunked on that theory, Kobe's top 10. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron's the only player that, uh, that won a championship with the worst team than Kobe. Yeah. Won, won a championship with the worst team. Yeah. No, dude, you're saying the 15 or what? 16 Cavs with Kyrie Irving was worse. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't, dis- I don't know. I don't know if I hate that take. So first off, so, so they- let's, let's go, let's go, let's go down the list. LeBron mm-hmm. is better than Kobe. Okay. Mm-hmm. But like that's Kyrie, sans, like that sands without the okay. two players. Let's okay, let's wave them, right? Take them out. Kyrie is better than Palgasol. Mm. Why um, is this yeah. a conversation? I mean, I mean, so Kyrie what? Kyrie in that yeah, he in was better than Pow in yeah. Pow's um so Pow was a nineteen and twelve guy. Yeah, exactly. Like it's really hard to Kyrie averaged twenty five that season. When, what do you do in the playoffs? Like he averaged like thirty in the playoffs, right? Yeah, thirty in that series and one and one game seven. Yeah, he did win game seven. Okay, okay. So Powell and Kyrie, I'm giving it to Kyrie. Who's the third best? Kevin Love is better than Lamar Odom. Is he better than Andrew Bynum? Than was Kevin Love averaged more than nineteen and twelve, and you're sucking Powell off for that, dude. 
Kevin Love averaged more than 19 and 12. Dude, he went nuts that run. Hold also, on. Andrew Bynum averaged like 20 and 12. Tristan Two. Thompson had like 10 offensive rebounds per game in that series. They had no right. answer for him. Right. And then they had Lamar Odom who like handled the ball. Like LeBron and Kyrie were the only two ball handlers on that team. Like Kobe, Lamar Odom, Derek Fisher could handle the ball. Like that team. Jordan was just, Farmer. I mean, Jordan Farmer, he's a great <laughs> role player. You have to have good role players. Dude, I don't I guess we'll just agree to disagree on this. Hold they on, were I'm looking shoot, up the like, numbers about uh, Kevin Love in that series, so give me a second. Also, definitely talking out of my ass, in that, but I'm pretty sure he had a good series. Justin, do some yeah, fact I check. I don't think that he had a bad series. I just don't know that he had that kind of series. I do remember Tristan Thompson getting like 10 freaking off a game, though, and everyone's like, dude, Tristan's like this dominant player. He got paid, he and he can't even get on the floor at all. He did. He he played really get well, and he like that was the prototype for how you or the archetype for how you beat the Warriors is you just offensive rebound against him. He built that like that was him, but he's he can't score like Bynum could. He can't score like Powell could. You know, like it's plus like LeBron won against a better team than Kobe did. Kobe beat the yes, a hundred percent agree with that take. Hundred yeah. percent agree with that take. I'm just saying if if those Cavs play the Lakers, they smoke them. Man, I don't. I don't think they do. Kevin Love was a seventeen and eight player that year in the finals, in that series. In that series, okay. Yeah. So, eh, eh, you're pretty yeah. close. I mean, I'm still taking him over Lamar Odom. And I don't think there's a lot. I think there's more of a debate with Powell Kyrie than Lamar versus Kevin Love. Yeah, for me, like Lamar is never going to put up those big numbers. I think he only averaged like twelve points a game and maybe like maybe eight, maybe eight rebounds. But he, it was just like he was. He was just what you needed him to be. Like, his numbers never reflected what he was on the court to me. Yeah, he was definitely a presence. That's for sure. Yeah. And so that that's like he was better than than if we look back. Like, if you look in the record books, he looks okay. He looks pedestrian. But he was much better when you watched him play because he made the right decisions. He didn't turn the ball over. He got rebounds when they were big. He could. He was a threat to score from the outside. He was a threat to score at three different levels. Even though he didn't do it as much, he was just a great, great player to have on the court with you. So, but yeah, and I feel like he never even got to live up to his potential either. Like I feel like he he had such a good skill set that never really flourished. He really did. Um, and it's a lot of it's like. Speaking of living with potential, I definitely want to revisit the Zion talk too. Um, but ultimately, like there are very few players that actually live up to their potential. Like LeBron, Kobe lived up to their potential, but n- nobody else really lives up to their full. Kobe might have exceeded his potential in a weird way. Yeah. Um, like, and tell me about that. Like, I mean, it's I, I think it's pretty clear that Kobe does not have the physical. He has the mental fortitude and skill set, but he does not have the physical skill set that somebody like LeBron James has. And he didn't have the, I mean, LeBron was on sports illustrated at 16. He was the number one overall draft pick. He was the proclaimed next Michael Jordan. Kobe was traded on draft day, taken in like 13 or 14. Like he didn't have the same kind of expectations. And then like, when you see Kobe, you didn't, you didn't anticipate him to be the player that he became. Yeah. He was, he was much more athletic than I think we a lot, a lot of times remember whenever he was young. Um, but I mean, N- number eight, Kobe. Yeah. Number eight, Kobe was crazy. athletic. Case, Kobe. I think that people forget about early number eight, Kobe, because that dude averaged like 39 and nine, whenever they won a championship with Shaq in those three years, he was out putting up crazy numbers, but he transformed his game. Like Jordan did as well. In that, like he went from being crazy athletic to just being a, 
assassin as far as mid-range jump shot three-point jump three-pointers um so he was his legacy is almost like you could he could make like you hall of fame the eight and then you hall of fame 24 to me it's almost like he had two different careers that were in the top 20 of all-time players correct but 13 players are still better than him somehow uh but hey uh real quick i would (laughs) like to correct something for the sake of accuracy because i feel like we owe that to everyone on this show. Is that for sure? That We've never worried about accuracy before this, Justin. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> this is really going to invalidate Kyle's previous argument about Kevin Love because I mislooked oh, no. at some stats. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, eight and a half points uh, per game in that series and 6.8 uh, rebounds per game. Hit eight points per game? or se- You just said 17 and eight. I know. I'm sorry. I, re- I looked at the wrong number earlier. I was looking oh, at the shit. wrong column. So well, eight and a half points and six boards a game, but seven boards a game. Pretty tough, yeah, but I think right. we would all still agree Kevin Love's better than Lamar Odom. I don't know, dude. I just like I don't even. I think that K- Cleveland team was really good because I think at that time that Kyrie Kyrie was a top seven player right there. Powell was probably a top twenty. I would, geez, I would get that. Be uh, that was Kyrie. Top, that was Kyrie's dude. best season. That's Apex Kyrie top, thus far, but. I don't even know if Powell makes the top 20 though. No, uh, of when he, of players in the league that year. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah. Like Bye-bye. in 2009 or whenever they wanted, yeah. was he a top 20 player? He's probably like the 20th best player in the league. I think Kyrie was like the seventh best player in the league that year. I'd have to look back at some, some numbers and stuff of that year to see because how I really feel about that. Harden hadn't quite, quite developed. True. Russ wasn't doing the triple double thing. I mean, was Harden in Houston at that point yet? No, he was still. Yes. He was yes. okay. What he was? No. He, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah he was fourteen. Average. Harden left in like twenty twelve, I think. Okay. Twenty thirteen. All, right. All right. Fair. Look at that season from Kyrie, or at least that playoff run. I, I just I remember watching it and, and was being like, "What the fuck is is Kyrie the best player on the Cavs?" Well, dude, Kyrie averaged twenty seven three and four. So I mean. That in that series, that's a pretty good fucking series. It's a pretty good series. Yeah. And I mean, he hit the most important shot, but we could talk about this forever. I don't think we're going to agree on it. No, probably not. Uh, anyway, sorry to I derail transition us back to, to the, the Cavaliers. For the first time tonight to uh, current NBA <laughs> and look at the, the Western Conference. I mean, I think the Eastern Conference is pretty much decided. I mean, these six, seven, eights might move a little bit, but it looks like it's going to be pretty set in stone. Uh, Boston and Indy will be interested to see who flops for the four five because it looks like Philly's kind of submitted themselves as the three. But the West is is really tight, and uh, I don't think anyone's more familiar with this than Josh as an OKC fan. Can I do my Skip Bayless impersonation well, right now? I would love to see it. My Oklahoma City Thunder <laughs> are going down like a turn in a punch ball. <laughs> That is surprisingly really good, actually. Thank you. That actually, that last phrase is courtesy of my father, Brent Bristow. So I like it. You're welcome, listeners. But dude, I don't want to completely skip over the East. There's some things to talk about here. Oh, we'll definitely come back to the East. Um, yeah. I want to gripe for a little bit first, though. Go for it. <laughs> but Oklahoma City's losing right now to the Memphis Grizzlies. If they lose tonight to the Memphis Grizzlies, they're tied for eighth with the San Antonio Spurs. God. I mean, it's it's bad, man. It, I, Paul George isn't right. That's clearly the issue. Yeah. So his shoulder injury is definitely definitely taking a toll on it's him. Lingering. They're, for sure. they're they've lost four out of the last five games. The only one that they've won, they won in Toronto, and it took uh, 
it took um, Kyle Lowry being out. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And then the game before that, I think Russ dropped. It was against Toronto as well. Russ dropped like 48 or 41. I think it was 41, actually. Didn't yeah, one of those, Toronto's had some rough, rough luck lately. Didn't yeah. one of those Toronto OKC games go to overtime? Uh, did the first remember. one? I, blocked, I think the I first blocked one. both of them out. I'm pretty sure the first <laughs> one did. They went on to lose. Yeah, that's that right. was like and Friday night or something, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Russ, Russ shot like 16 for it was like 16 for 29 and shot really good from uh, I think four for eight for the three point line, something like that. I could probably look it up and just stop quoting BS. But give me a moment. Kyle, um, it's been working played, for me. Played out of his played out of his mind, um, and they still lost. You know, so they need prime Paul George to be good because this team was the team that everybody was looking at to go. Okay, they could give Golden State a run for their money. They don't look good anymore. Kyle, you know that uh, you know those people that sometimes just give you unsolicited gambling advice. You know those people, like, hey, I got Absolutely. a hot tip for you. Dude, so <laughs> I, I, I got hit with one of those the other night for for this OKC Toronto game, and dude told me he was like, man, like if I'm wrong, if if I'm wrong, OKC's winning this game. If I'm wrong, you can throw a rock at my face. And I was like, yeah, I'm not betting on this. <laughs> and I didn't. And it, they fucking lost. And I was like, I should find that guy and throw a rock at his face. <laughs> Irrational confidence in OKC? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. He was treated like a hot tip, though. Did anyway. y'all see the uh, that game winner from the Hornets over the Raptors? I think, Was it Lamb that hit it? Yes. Yeah. Dude, that was just like, in my head, I'm like, that's just a shot Jamal Crawford just practices every day. He's like, just in case I'm going to pull from 55. Yeah. Jamal would only hit that if he was getting fouled, though. Yeah. Then, he, and, then he'd drill it. But if he was he open. Ball bank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I loved, um, I love Kimba's reaction because he was like turned around real pissed off looking. And yeah, then it hit. That was classic. Just blew up. So I probably would have done the same thing if I was him. I would sure. Bobbled the inbounds pass and then turned around and threw up a prayer. We gotta throw we gotta talk about free agency here in a few minutes too. I we will. We'll definitely we'll, we'll transition there. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk about the let's finish the West and we'll move to the east let's and we'll just we'll we'll transition around uh you know, Golden State, Denver, they've locked it up. They're gonna be the one and two. I don't see Houston. I mean, Houston's three games behind Denver, sure, it's mathematically possible and they play each other, which will be a big game, but I think that's going to be the one and two in that order. I definitely so didn't see uh, the Mavericks beating the living piss out of Golden State the other night. That's by like case. 40. What the fuck? <laughs> they blew them out in the first like quarter of the game. Dirk had 21 points. You know that things have gone wrong when Dirk has 21 points. The Mavs are trying to lose and you had like 25 turnovers. Like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit. Y'all would have lost the 24-hour fitness. Yeah. That's it. It's a bad game plan by Steve Kerr. You got a game plan around Dirk. You can't let him drop 21. <laughs> I know, right? You got to have Kevin Durant guarding Dirk at all points in time. <laughs> um, so what's the most intriguing matchups that could like th- there's pretty much name your matchup, right? Like Houston, like Golden State and Denver aren't going to play. Okay. Right. So Houston's probably not going to drop. Houston's too hot. They're eight for the last 10 or eight for the last two. 10, excuse me. One eight of their last 10. LA is one nine of their last 10. The Clippers, not the Lakers. Clippers are just so hard to figure out. Like I just yeah, they are. think they're going to get the piss beat out of. It's like they may not. I don't. Know, get, I don't really know what to do with them. Did they get better after losing Tobias Harris? They seemingly so. did. Yeah, the talent didn't get better, but maybe the team did. But he seems like a pretty good team player, so I don't know what it is. Just maybe a scheme or a fit type of thing. But 
the right top. right now the most intriguing series to me just the way it's currently lined up is definitely three six Houston versus OKC. Yeah, I can't foresee that happening. I think, dude, you know what we could run into is Houston or Golden State OKC in the first OKC round. OKC drops to eight. Yeah, yeah, dude. I could see that. And so I would like to see that actually, because then San Antonio goes to seven, and that would be my upset special to go in and beat Denver in an unproven team. Dude, I hundred percent agree with that. I yep. think that Denver team is really beatable. We talked about that I think earlier in the season here, and I wasn't on that train. I'm definitely on that train now. And the Spurs are peaking. Yes. And it's popping. I <laughs> would not want to play. I mean, this is goes without saying, but I would not want to play one through three. I think that they would all, they're all going to steamroll five to six games. Portland is really sneaky seven. good too. CJ McCollum's uh, out I was about on this to say, road CJ McCollum. Okay. He still has to prove himself to Jennifer that he's going to win, win <laughs> a uh, playoff game. Did you guys hear that story? I don't think so. So for for the uh, for the listeners and Justin, so last year he he was criticizing Kevin Durant. <laughs> you said I don't think so, Justin. Uh, I got a hey, bad look from you. my producer. <laughs> so last year he was criticizing Kevin Durant like crazy, right? Because he had him on his podcast and he said um, he said when you went to when you went to Golden State, you screwed the rest of the league. Yeah, it was a really lame move. And Kevin Durant went back at him on his podcast, right? So he's taking a lot of heat for it. And so he tweets out something and then uh, some chick gets on there and says, um, why don't you win a playoff game? And then we can talk. And he said, he just replied, I'm trying Jennifer. <laughs> so I say that all the time now. I'm trying Jennifer. Makes but, sense. I love it. Yeah. So win one, win, win at least one game for Jennifer there, CJ. Fair. I'm go, I'm I actually like his approach to that. Like I like that response. Cause he's dude, I too. Dude. I mean, if you're going to come on somebody's podcast, expect a difficult question, especially if it's a, current player like people want to hear like real conversations between players what yeah but it's what kevin did, durant so this guy it's a guy with eight burner twitter so we don't really know what to expect out of him as far as you, containing his emotions you guys yeah, both listen to bill simmons right yeah yeah so what did you guys think of kevin durant on bill simmons i didn't catch that what did he the, what the most recent one he's been on there a couple of times he's been on there like six or seven yeah times. i think he's been on there I five times i like his personality on bill simmons which is fucking weird but i think it's because I like Bill Simmons a lot, and I like the way that he does his interviews. Yeah, uh, Bill Simmons for some reason made made me like Kevin Durant in those interviews, but I really still don't like Kevin Durant. If that makes Jeez, sense, dude, that guy's a voodoo master. If he could make you like Kevin Durant in his interviews, I feel like he kind of thoughts. I feel like as they went on, so like from one, like from the first one to the fifth one, I would say that Kevin Durant definitely closed himself off more as it went on. He started sidestepping questions a lot at the end, and he hasn't been on in a while, I, yeah. I think, probably because Bill knows that's what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure, which makes sense. But yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So if I look at the rest of the uh, the West, though, I would honestly be really, really surprised if I – don't, I don't know. I don't see any eight seed, including Oklahoma City, taking Golden State past five games. I think the Rockets steamroll whoever they play in five games, too. I just, like I said, I'm not as high on Denver, and I'm glad Justin's came over to the dark side with me. But I know, Josh, you're still pretty high on them. So I'm I'm high on them for the first round, for sure, just because they play – did they play college basketball. Like, they make the right pass. They rotate. So do the Spurs. Really well. Yeah, I know, but they – Less Denver talent. More talent, yeah. 
Denver has more talent. Jamal Murray is really they're going to be their closer in closing minutes. Um, right. but he's young, dude, and I don't I don't necessarily like that. So I think the first round they'll be fine. I think they'll steamroll first round, but then I think I could if I had to choose between Golden State, Denver, and Houston um, to lose in the second round, I'd choose Denver. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Houston's looking really really good, but ultimately, who's your team that you want to watch that like you're most excited about in the in the West? Houston. Just because I want to see James Harden drop 61 like he did. Dude, he's going to drop 50 every single night. Dude, every game was on. All the NCAA tournament games were on while I was up at the bar, and I was just watching James Harden. Yeah. It's that entertaining. Yeah, dude. He's unbelievable. I don't think I've ever seen a person that just can score at will like him. Definitely not since, like, Kobe. Since Oh, Prime yeah. Kobe. Let's talk about that real quick because Justin texted that. He's, he said, is peak Harden – Better than Pete Kobe, I believe, was his yeah. original text. And I if, said, if yeah, you took for Kobe's sure. peak versus Harden's peak, who would you take? Yeah, and I said, for sure, James Harden's peak of offensive ability over Kobe's, which I think probably surprised Justin a little bit. And then I come back and I said, I would, the conversation to me is peak Harden versus peak Jordan in terms of ability to isolate and score. Hmm. It's the two, two best isolating scoring players in the last 40 years that aren't, you know, aren't, or even the last 60 years that aren't big men. It's hard Dude, to say it, to me. It's, so I've thought a lot about this because I since you brought it up because I had to really think on that for a while. And I feel like my answer is I don't really know yet because we don't know how long this is going to go on with James Harden. It could end tomorrow. Yeah. We also don't know if it's his peak, though. True. Also true. As much as I hate to do this, like until I hate when people do like this one stat drop, it's the be all end all like six rings or something like that uh, until Harden drops 81. Like I'm still taking Pete Kobe. Um, like but that, I mean, he, if he that, does 60, 12 times and Kobe did it four times, I mean, just the yeah. 81 is that much more impressive. I mean, like if you, so let's, I think if I remember correctly, I'm going to go to youtube.com right now. Um, because if you watch all of Kobe's 81 points, It's he like, also did Kobe like also did sixty six. He also did sixty six in a three quarter game where he, he didn't play in the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, dude, like it. I watched. I remember watching Kobe's game, and I have never watched anything. And, and it, that eighty one, I remember where I was. I was in. I was sitting on my couch watching it, and I've not never watched anything in any sports that has been as impressive as that game. As and I've never seen anybody in any sport ever have a game that looked that unstoppable. That game was crazy, dude. He did not miss. And he was at the end, he was pulling up like he would come across half court, hit the logo and pull up and be leaning and flying sideways and just drilling threes. Like I've never seen anything like that. And for me, like I hate to drop the, this one game makes him better, but there Harden hasn't shown me anything like that yet. Yeah. That's I mean, true. dude, he's gone for 60, like five times this year. Sure. But he hadn't gone for 81. He doesn't have six rings, though, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to respond to that. I mean, I'm in a loss of words because that's like the ultimate anti-Josh type argument. <laughs> I know. I know. I hate the, I hate myself for making it, but I just – I remember where I was when I watched that game, and I – like, I'm pretty sure that I will – whenever I'm old and have Alzheimer's, the only thing that I will remember is watching that 81-point game because it was the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. So I don't – and that's probably my bias as far as I sat there and I watched it and I saw it happen live. But, dude, for me, it's just 
like that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Can I break some news real quick? Go for it. Jimmer Fredette gets a standing ovation from the Utah crowd for his first check-in in Phoenix. Jesus Christ. (laughs) There's so many many jokes that I want to make right now in light of what has happened in Utah Utah recently, but I will hold (laughs) off on those. Um, Memphis is up 13 points right now in quarter four with four minutes left to OKC. It's actually good for the Mavericks, though, so I'm not entirely mad. I'm, I'm entirely mad. I was, dude, I was, I Googled who has the most games in NBA history to see where Kobe and Harden stacked up. And the only thing I could see is Michael Jordan is two with 31. Will Chamberlain is 118 40 point games. I know, man. <laughs> no, yes. 50 point games. My bad. That's 50 point games. Yeah. He's 118. That's insane. Dude, dude. if you look at like top scores of all time, it's like Wilt, Kobe. Will, 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 and then like a Jordan in there somewhere. Yeah, Kobe five there. over seventy, which which is insane. That's ridiculous. Yeah. What do you guys think about the East? We'll kind of tra- transition that direction. Like I said, I feel like Philadelphia cemented themselves to the three. It's only a two game lead, but it just feels that way when you kind of watch them play. Minus yeah. the loss to the Hawks. They pretty much with that with that win against Boston last week, um, where Embiid had that amazing block on Kyrie. I don't know. You have to watch a lot of film to know what Kyrie's going to do there and get a little bit lucky. But they pretty much cemented that they don't have to play Boston in the first round. Yeah. Which is a big right. deal. It is. They don't have to get that confetti ready. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, the, the thought of playing Boston versus having to deal with Detroit or Brooklyn is so much more. It's so much more peace of mind. Yeah. Brooklyn gets swept in that series, right? Uh, I don't know about that. No, I think D'Angelo Russell drops like 47 in game three, and they okay. win. Dude, even if they play... D'Angelo Russell's on a fucking streak. Dude, I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, sent his former team to the shadow realm. <laughs> yeah, he did. Good <laughs> for him, too. It, that made me laugh so hard when you said that. Oh, man. Jess uh, is like, what are you laughing at? But I didn't want to explain myself because yeah. you all have, have no fucking clue what's going on. It's complicated. <laughs> it's really complicated. That's crazy. That must limit. have been. So there are a few things in your life that you get to go. Yeah, I showed you, you know, Fuck DeAngelo you got one of those. So that was that was probably really nice for him. Dude, good for him because we we all agree on this. They chucked him out the door for nothing. No, re- dude, that made no sense. Number two overall pick. We're going to give you, what, two seasons and some change. Like, who gives a fuck what he did to Swaggy P? He's not going to be on your roster. Isn't this guy – aren't you building this for the future? Right. Listen, nobody wrong Swaggy P, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> you look at me in the face. Justin's slowly convincing me that's the second best, worst ran organization in basketball. Dude, I'm telling you. It's bad. The Knicks are clearly the first, though. Oh, yeah. And like, the, La- the Lakers could trade LeBron for, like, a second-round pick, and I'd be like, they're still a better organization than the Knicks. Yeah. I would agree with that. Over, like, as a, a general rule, they've had a lot more success in the last 20 years than the Knicks have. Ever. Or ever. <laughs> well, yeah, ever. But, I mean, especially, but especially 20 years, yeah. Yeah, probably even 30 years. Yep. Yeah, I mean, a year ago, I would have said it was Brooklyn. What is but... the wor- what What organization is worse? Cleveland's not great. Cleveland's not good. But, the, I mean, Cleveland. they were... Yeah, actually, Cleveland's pretty bad. Oh, the Timberwolves <laughs> might be my worst run organization in the history of the league. Like, they only won a championship because they had the greatest, the most transcendent player of all time to live in their city. You know, like yeah. What about Phoenix? Phoenix? Oh, in their dude, Phoenix is absolutely in the top two worst, probably. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Phoenix, Phoenix is really bad. bad. 
Dude, they have so much talent, and they don't have any results whatsoever to show for it. And it's there's got to be a reason there, and that shit starts from the top down. Yep. You take if you're Phoenix and you have the second overall pick, who do you take? And Zion went first. No, you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zion went first. I'm just joking with you. J- John Morant. They need a they need a point guard, a true point guard. Devin Booker's running point, and he's a two. Yeah, the issue sure. is Devin doesn't play defense, and neither is Ja. That's, That's okay. You know, yeah. you're okay with that. I mean, I mean they could go back to seven seconds and just bring in Dan Tony. Tell him we want to do the same thing. Hold on, if though. You're what, a Suns fan. Do you want to get the third seed and just get bounced in the Western Conference Finals, or do you want to be fucking 19 and 57? Yeah. Here's the problem, though. You guys just use actual logic to decide who you would pick for the team. <laughs> they won't do that for whatever reason. They They're just, just going to take some guy from Europe we've never heard of. They'll take Taco Fall. They're going to take the kid. He's seven foot yeah. six. How's you he going to play in that. the CBA? <laughs> They're like, stress fracture in his foot before the season starts. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know how that guy walks. I don't know how that's a human. Did you see Tracy Wilson's interview with him? And they would, like, <laughs> pan it up to his face, and you would just see her hand with the microphone sticking out at the bottom. <laughs> it's fucking classic. Oh, so, man. okay, so what's so we've got – so we've got Phoenix. We've got the Knicks. I mean – the Timberwolves are got to be up there pretty bad. I don't know how they're fucking this up continually. Yeah, but they, they, and they fucked up the KG situation for a really long time. Dude, as well. the KG they situation. Did. The now we're getting towards the Car Carl Anthony Towns situation. I mean, you know who's they're not that bad of a record this year, but they are just a shitty man organization in Charlotte. Dude, yes, yeah, Charlotte's no, no, no. terrible, and God, there's so many bad ones. Because I mean, isn't New Orleans ran like shit? Too oh, dude, yeah, New Orleans is really bad because. <laughs> Memphis was just like, let's just try to be the eight seed for six straight years. Exactly. The the worst part about NOLA to me is the fact that their general manager is also the general manager of the Saints. Yeah, that bothers me a little bit, but it's been proven that you can manage. Well, I don't know. Dude, not necessarily. Why would you do that when you don't have she to? She inherited both of them, if I'm right. not mistaken. She so did. You, yeah, it's not like you made savvy business moves with enough cash to acquire these organizations. You were just handed them, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I guess." But don't uh, you ask some? Here? It just seems like you would ask somebody to help you consult or tell you what, how to fucking do this. I don't know. So Call you just Jerry. Don't look like a jackass. Yeah, I mean, it seems like if you've got fuck you money like that, then why not? <laughs> All right. Anyway, tangent over. <laughs> the Eastern Conference, though. But uh, no, I. I'm really excited, actually, for the 4-5 matchup. I think that Boston Indy series is going to be better than people anticipate, but I think Boston comes out of it. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't think we have seen the best from Boston yet this year still. I, But, man, it's getting towards the end of the season. we got 10 games left. What is that? Between 10 and 8 games left? It looks like Boston has 8 games left. Yeah. Um, man, they're going to have to get something together. I still, like, the here's here's the issue. I finally figured out what it is. And this explains so much. Kyrie is an ISO player, maybe the best ISO scorer in the league. Brad Stevens does not want to play ISO, um, and he wants to move the ball around. Like those two cannot cannot win together. Brad Stevens and Kyrie cannot win together. Mm. Mm. Hot take, but no, I don't necessarily disagree with it. Yeah, it's not a bad take on it at all. No, and I, and I think you know what's weird is I actually think the Sixers until I see them. And I, you guys both know I love the Sixers and I love their players, but until I see them do a little bit more in the playoffs, I actually think they have a higher likelihood of getting bounced in the first round than Boston does. And they clearly have an easier matchup. 
Yeah. I don't think very many people would agree with that, but I just trust Boston more than Philly. I think regardless of whether Brooklyn gets swept that, that uh, series, that is going to be the most entertaining first round series in the entire, uh, in the entire playoffs. Except Watching for <laughs> Joel Embiid play against okay. D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, that's pretty like, good. That's going to be a blast, dude. That's pretty good. But yeah. I do think if OKC and the Warriors can play because of the whole KD Russ thing and the amount of star power out there, if Paul George is somewhat healthy, that yeah. would be a badass first round series. Yeah. God, Who would have thought the happen. Thunder would be the eighth seed? Like, holy Dude, horrendous. Shit. They're about to be in the eighth seed. They're about to be they top were the, of the They were the, the three, eight. and I was just like, they're the biggest threat in the league. They're the number two power rank. But you what do I know? I also said Washington would finish like third in the East at the beginning of the year. When you have, yeah, dude, I did too. When you have a bad coach, a superstar playing at 90% instead of 100% is, will tear you apart. And that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know who's no joke as well as Karis Levert? That dude's probably not anybody to sleep on. Levert's good. Um, I like him a lot. And then my boy Rondé Hollis Jefferson will show up with some nice, nice minutes. Dude, yeah, man. I mean, but, Br- Brooklyn has a sneaky good roster, actually. I mean, they have a, it's almost like a, l- a little bit of a Clippers like roster where it's just a bunch of pretty good pieces thrown together. Yeah. Some really, I don't have st- I, like, Joe Harris out. is the best three point shooter in the league. Besides yeah, that, dude, Joe Harris. But, I forget about Joe Harris. Yep. Yeah. I think Wait, he came through for, uh, for Virginia. Yeah. When they yep. gave him the bag, it looked like a really, really poor decision, but it seemed to work it out did. okay. Yeah, it's worked out well. Um, something new that we want to kind of introduce to the listeners, too, is, you know, doing a game of the week, which this week is a great week to introduce that because we have tons of different games uh, to choose from. I don't know if any of us are going to agree on this, uh, but this is something that we're basically going to tell you our game of the week. And we'll obviously make sure to try to watch that thing from start to finish and just have a quick breakdown of it. Uh, there's some pretty high implication games this week, so it made my decision pretty tough. I really want to see Nuggets at Rockets, uh, which is Thursday night, 7 p.m. game, so everyone can should be able to catch it. It's going to be on NBA TV, so you got to update that uh, cable package potentially or go to a bar, but I'm really interested to see that because I think that's going to show the trajectory of these two teams moving forwards. I think the Rockets win that game by 15 points and show that the Rockets are the clear-cut number two team in the West, regardless of seeding, and that the Nuggets are not quite prepared to take that next step. Okay, I like it. Go ahead, Josh. So I also have the Rockets in my game of the week, but they are going to be playing against Milwaukee um, tomorrow night. So here's my, yeah, here's my thoughts on, on this game. Um, Rockets are just rolling, right? And I've said for a, the entire year, since week one, the Bucks are the second best team, if not the best team in the league, um, or at least they're playing like it. Um, so I want to see if the Rockets can continue to roll against a team like the Bucks, a team that is big, long, defensive three really well. And I want to see how the Bucks plan to guard James Harden. Do they just stick Giannis on him the entire time? Middleton's a shutdown player too. They've got two people that could potentially give Harden fits. So I want to see what what happens there. I like By fits, you mean like holding the twenty nine points. Holding the 29 points <laughs> on five shots, yeah. But, yeah, you can, the thing with Harden <laughs> is you can turn him into volume score like AI and ha- make him have a bad percentage. That's a win. Yeah, and really, like, the the thing with the step back is it's it's hard to – so it's hard to 
defend against because when he gets going to the rim, he's so good at getting uh, he's so good at hitting that um, big man in the chest and getting a foul. Yeah. On him, right, and he just will dribble the ball slow in front of him once he's got you on your heels, and as soon as he sees your weight back a little bit, that's when he hits the step back. It's a it's a science. Yeah, exactly. So if you put Middleton on, Middleton's long enough to where he can get out there and just put a hand in his face. And if, dude, if I'm, if I'm, uh, um, geez, what the heck is his name? Dan Tony, which not a defense of mine, or no, not Dan Tony, Budenholzer. If I'm Budenholzer, I'm sticking Middleton on, on James Harden. And I'm saying, all I care about is you guarding the three point line. Don't let him shoot threes. Let's turn him into a mid ranger. And I'm having Giannis sit at the rim, right? Yeah. Or at least cheat a whole lot off this guy. If Harden wants to kick and kick on to whoever Giannis is on, I would even consider hiding Giannis on a bad three point shooter just so that he can help so much at the rim. That's what I. That's exactly what I would do. Is I would have Giannis on really just the worst player or worst shooter, uh, so that he can slack over and play that help defense and potentially get some blocks. I also think having Malcolm Brogdon out is going to hurt them a lot, not only in the this that's game bad. but the playoffs, but. He, to me, would be the logical matchup for Harden, even though he's not as lanky as Middleton. I think he's a lot more physical. Yeah, I don't think that that hurts them as badly on defense as it does on the on the offensive end. Because really, like, whenever Malcolm Brogdon's out, you have more of Chris Middleton handling the ball, which he's good at. He's good, but that's not where he's best at. He's best at moving off, off the ball. And you right. have a lot more of Giannis, like, starting the offense from the um, – not from the three-point line, but – like Brogdon would and getting more uh, spacing, but excuse me from the high post. Um, you have a lot more, you're just more congested without Brogdon out there. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, no, I think that's a, a solid choice for game of the week. Justin, what do you got? So I'm going to go a little bit later in the week and not take the same game. You guys are, and I'm going to go with this Celtics Pacers game on Friday night. This is going to be a really good look at what the first round of the playoffs could look like. This is going to be in Boston, which good for them. Good look. It's I just it's so still so hard for me to believe that the Pacers have not missed a step without Vic. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Like we yeah. like I said I said a few weeks ago we've been waiting on it. I mean, it's either gonna, we're two weeks away. It's not happening unless either, it happens in the playoffs, which is likely or possible. I should say. I don't know if likely is possible. I don't know if uh, I'd go with po- uh, likely, but I'd say possible matchups matchups for Indy in that game in the in potential series or most likely series is kind of favorable, though, because Miles Turner is a tough matchup. Yeah. Horford yeah. doesn't really have the athleticism to play him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. He's got that old so, man physicality, though. Yeah, that's that's where I stutter, which works well with what Brad Steven tries to do. So yeah. I'm look, I'm really looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be interesting. So I'll let you guys know uh, how it goes. Yeah, I think that will be a, a fun segment to kind of review and see how accurate or inaccurate. Where I just projected or predicted the uh, Rockets to win by 15. I'll say Harden goes for 38. And uh, we'll come back next week, and they'll probably lose by 15, knowing, knowing my luck. <laughs> Sorry, Houston fans. Uh, but, dude, I want to talk about some of these players that we've been watching in this uh, NCAA tournament. I've had a chance to catch five or six lottery picks. Had kind of mixed bag reviews on them. It's one game. They're 19. I'm not going to take it too seriously, but it's really fun watching them in that primetime spot. Yeah. Dude, yeah, all the games have been really good so far. A lot of chalk on the board here. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's, I mean, this this year felt like one of those years where it's like, other than maybe Duke or potentially UNC, not like a ton of just power powerful teams. Like it felt like anyone's kind of team, anyone's kind of game. I think there's probably seven or eight teams that can still win it. Yeah, I think so too. You know who I really like is actually Virginia, even though they lost to the 16 seed last year. But I just love that defense, man. That pack line defense is awesome, and it does great job at just giving people fits. That's just because they beat the shit out of Oklahoma. Uh, That's also fair. <laughs> I actually ca- canceled last night recording because I wanted to watch that game. And I, <laughs> I texted Justin later. I was like, I made a mistake, man. I'm right? sorry. <laughs> Dude, I think uh, this kid from Tennessee – which I look at him like definition of a college player. This guy does not have it for today's NBA, but I would still draft him. Maybe, you know, late lottery is his name's Grant Williams. He's a big man. He might play center for them. He's a power forward. He's he's like six, eight. I'll pull him up. He's like six, eight. I would say like two fifty. Like this guy is just a load, but I remember watching a game in the regular season uh, towards the end of the end of the year. And he was 22 for 22 from the free throw line. Like Jeez. that tells me you can shoot. And he can't shoot threes, really, so he's not a stretch four type of guy. But he's just got this back-to-the-basket, mid-range, old-school game that seems not translatable, but I think it will for him. He averaged 19, 8, and 3 this year and shot 57%. Dude, for me, there's always room for a big baby Davis on your team, like a big guy that can spread the floor a little bit, maybe hit a mid-range, come off the bench, score a little bit, and just brings intensity. Tons of rebounds, physicality. Can play back to the basket. I mean, six seven is is pretty short, but he's he's two forty. So I mean, if you got a really nice post game, you can post up some fours doing that. If you got the right, he is great footwork. Yeah, he plays like he played like thirty five minutes in that last game. So we'll see what he does against Purdue's team rolling. But that's kind of the, one of the maybe more off the radar guys that's caught my eye um, from the big name guys. Obviously, uh, Zion's been, was pretty awesome down the stretch in that UCF game. Uh, he needs to make that free throw, but the, the play he made, whether it was an offensive foul or not, was just awesome. Uh, RJ that, Barrett hasn't impressed me a ton, though. Yeah. Um, I, yeah I actually I really, that. really like RJ. So here's my thing with, with the draft. Um, I think it's pretty, pretty big consensus that Zion's going number one, right? Everybody says it got, Zion's going That's number true. one. At this point... Even like at this point, even though even if I thought that another player was better than Zion, I would still take him number one because you don't want to be the GM that missed on a quote unquote can't miss prospect that turns into a superstar. It's much, much better to draft for your job anyways, to draft a bust that was supposed to be can't miss than to miss on a can't miss. The thing is, though, is RJ Barrett, his floor is like you know, probably an eighth or ninth man in the rotation. I think Zion's floor is a starter that has there's an elite rebounder, an elite defender, and an elite athlete. Even if he if you're right and his game doesn't translate offensively, he's still all those other things. So he's see, a guaranteed starter. See, I feel the opposite. I feel like like Zion has a bigger bust chance than RJ does. RJ's no way. No RJ just way. Had an injury. No way. Well, that's that's a big thing that you have to take into into account in that Zion's 280 pounds, dude. Yeah, but our, dude, like the thing is, is like RJ. 
I was like, we've talked about it. We say, oh, his game fits today's modern NBA more, which it does, but he can't really shoot. Yeah, he can. No, he can't, dude. He really, He has not shot well in two games. This I, I, I don't care what the season stats are. I watched him play. Like, his shot isn't that pure. A good coach yeah, could work that out, though. So, here's the deal. He has a higher release. He has a way better better shot than Zion. It's higher. It's smoother. There's no hitch in it. It's not off to the side like Zion's. So Zion, but R.J. Barrett hasn't had his dick above anybody's head. Yeah, like that's I mean, the point. Is at least not on the court. <laughs> well, <laughs> true. But you're pay- <laughs> you're looking for two different things. I don't know what you guys have been saying, but. <laughs> Those are really two oh, different God. things, though. I mean, they're, they're different types of players at the end of the day. Who are you taking, Justin? Who has, let me let me let me flip the question. Who has a bigger bust potential? I think Barrett does. Me too. So, a barring injury, understand. barring injury. Would you would you take John Morant over Barrett, Josh? Um, no, I would take Barrett first. Barrett, dude, to okay. me looks like Paul George. Barrett looks like a faster Paul George to me. Um, he's. Six foot seven, he's just like the prototype wing player. Like he's exactly what you want in a prospect. He's relatively posh. I think his shot is really good. And I think, I think it's a really good looking shot. He can really um, handle he knows how to he knows how to get to the get to the basket. He can pass his can pass too really well. Um he just looks more apart from athleticism, he looks more NBA ready to me than Zion. Yeah. So I think that I think that the thing that I always hear is can you imagine if Zion reaches his full potential? Listen, can you imagine if anybody reaches their full potential? Like if Gilbert Arenas would have reached his full potential, you know, like all these players have the ability. It's all about work ethic, which both of these players have great work ethic. But RJ Barrett to me is just like Zion is never going to be able to shoot the way that RJ Barrett does. And what is the, what is the game about now? It's all about spreading the floor. You've got to put, you're going to have to put Zion in a position where he, where this floor is spread for him. You can plug R.J. Barrett into any system. It just always comes back to Gilbert Arenas for you, doesn't it? Dude, I love Gilbert Arenas so much. <laughs> all, but, all I'm going to say is R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson played the same amount of minutes in the last game against UCF. They played the full game, so I like seeing where their conditioning's at. That's actually really good. Zion had 32-11. and 11, Barrett had 16-8. and eight. Sure. I mean, look at what Adam Morrison did and when he but, was in college. But what the fuck? Fuck that. That doesn't make sense. They're <laughs> on the same team. And they're playing against the same people. Oh, and by the way, Zion's being guarded by a guy that's 11 inches taller than him. So for a 6-7 frame being an issue, it, 32 points didn't seem to be an issue. He did really well from the three-point line. But, dude, like, have you seen his shot? Pure it's, shot. It's – okay, yeah. Um, I will yeah, say in the previous game against North Dakota, uh, Barrett had 26 and 14. They're both pretty good. They're both to me like this top three of this draft class isn't as good as last year's, but it's flipping good. Um, I, I don't think any of these guys are are can't misses. John Morant scares me a little bit just because he's slight, um, but he he to me also reminds me of Derrick Rose that can that is a better shooter. So I got a, a hot take and two other people that are, I don't want to say under the radar, but they're not top five guys. Cause I think Cam Reddish and then that Deandre Hunter kid from Virginia are kind of like the top five along with the three we just mentioned. Dude, Cam uh, Reddish is dropping on my board. Cam Reddish is dropping on my board. And it's also, it's not just his game. It's also like the way he carries himself a little bit, which you can only put so much weight into a 19 year old kid, but Barrett and Zion just seem to want it more. Uh, 
But there's yep. this kid, I think he's like seventh or eighth, probably on Chad Ford's big board from Texas Tech. And he's not a freshman, he's a sophomore. He's like Culver? six, 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 seven. Culver, dude. That yep. Jared Culver kid, I would take him. This is a big statement. I would take him third overall over John Jeez. Morant or Cam Reddish. Really? Absolutely, dude. Did you You're watch those two Jaw? games? Yes. I mean, so Jaws Jaw is a really good defender. Yeah, sure. Okay. He's a better defender than Jaw for sure. Jaw's not not something you're looking for from a defender. He's too small. He's too slight. Six foot three, 175 pounds, right? But the dude has a 42 inch vertical. Like, and he's fast and he strokes it from three. His release is a little hitched, but it's high and it's relatively quick. Okay. You and saved yourself with the shot athlete. stuff because I was like, don't describe athleticism after you just shit on Zion. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no, no. I don't like they play my issue with Zion is that he is gonna have a lot harder time creating at a higher level than he will here. And one thing that he may have going for him is that the NBA is generally more spaced out, so he may be doing a little bit more one on one than he is in college. But um I it's also he's gonna be playing against like bigger people, stronger people. Even sure. Taco Fall, he's big, he's not strong. No, you know, no. so like no. Zion Williamson is going to have to go up against Steven Adams, which Zion is still stronger than Steven, but it's going to be different. And if you don't have that, if you don't have that like 18, 17, 18 footer, 15 footer that you can rely on at least three point shot would be even better Then you're going to have issues more so than you will. See, I think he can, I think he will be a final for the mid range. I really do. I hope he will. I I want to see him succeed. I just don't, for me, like, if it was in a vacuum and you told me to just go get my one number one player, don't listen to anything else that's going around, I might do RJ Barrett. I might take Jared Culver over RJ Barrett. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a not. bad take. No, uh, I, I would take like Col- I would take Culver third though. I really would. Like I'm watching this kid. I would take him over Cam Reddish for sure. And I yeah. just think he's a a better pick than John Morant because he played in the best or second best conference this year in the Big uh, Twelve, and he tore it up. And in the in the uh, tournament, he's gone. 29, 8, and 7, 16, 10, and 5. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, he's, generally, and he's playing the best – he's guarding the best wing player on every team. I don't think – so for me, outside of Jaw, RJ, and Zion, I think that you're – I think that you're not going to have a great draft here. Um, I think you're going to have a bunch of role players, but you don't have anybody that you can really build around. But you might have said that if we were doing the show two years ago and uh, my man was picked 20, what, 21st, 22nd overall by Utah? Ekpeudo? Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, I know you're talking about. No, for sure. Like in hindsight, though, it's twenty twenty. I'm just making my prediction. I just I think Culver is somebody that's going to get slept on. That's going to be like all star level caliber. Yeah. And the other guy that I like a lot, uh, he's a freshman. He's getting some hype. I think he's probably top ten. Is uh, Kobe White that fro- the dude? I agree. Guard with the fro. Did you see those passes he was making in that against Iona? I, I'm granted it's Iona, but holy shit, it was dude. like yeah. LeBron Bird, Steve Nash level passing. The dude's got handles, that's for sure. <laughs> and he's 6'5". Yeah. Dude, he's 6'5"? I didn't know he was that tall. Yeah. He's 6'9 with the fro. He looks smaller than that, but he's not. He's quick no. as hell, too. Dude, he's big. So they got him listed. Let me see what they got him listed at. 6'5", 195, and he's 19. Pretty good size. I think I tweeted like a couple of weeks ago. It was during the Duke-UNC game. 
I think it was the second to last one of the season where I was saying that Kobe White definitely is going to make himself some money in this NBA draft. I think he'll get go higher than people think. Dude, I mean, he had a pass that no look pass he had the other day was just it was sweet, man. He he cannot shoot though. He cannot shoot very well. So yeah, jo- Josh wanted to draft him. I like shooters. Draft a free agent. I like shooters. Give me give me a little six foot three white Steve Nash. I'll take him over Zion any day. Then why are you down on Cam? Um, because he hasn't been shooting well. <laughs> I guess that's um, true. But his shot dude, is better than Cam. Almost you know who Cam is? Cam is that dude that you walk into the gym and they were talking about this on the ringer and I was like, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. He's that dude that you walk into the gym and you go, Oh my gosh, this guy's an all-star when he's just in there shooting around by himself. And then he gets on the court and he does it. He's so just frightened about what's happening. That he doesn't right. But he doesn't look mentally. He looks like on the same level. He looks like a product of something like a product of Duke that puts out that doesn't end up, no, and and Duke's like, like a family brother. Well, Duke, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, case in case in point, but Duke is exactly like uh, Alabama in a sense that they put out some players. Like, look at Trent Richardson in the NFL. The exact type of situation where they put out players that are great system players that sometimes just don't work out. Duke is the same way in basketball. Yeah, and I also think in basketball, more so in the, in uh, football, you run into this guy. Cam Reddish has never been the never been the third best player on his team in his life. Right, he's been the best player on his team ever since he was five years old playing in pee wee pee wee basketball. And whenever you have that culture shock of being in a situation where you're the the man in Westtown and Norristown, Pennsylvania, and then you go and you're not the man anymore, as a matter of fact, you're a third, maybe fourth option. Like, I think that that takes, you have to find a way to get your rhythm. And maybe he just hasn't done that as a third or a fourth option. So that might be why he's staying there and just confused looking. But um, ultimately I, I wouldn't take him. I would probably take him five at the highest, but he hasn't been very impressive to me. Agreed. Y'all, y'all do me a favor though, and watch Jared Culver's next game if you have the opportunity. All right, I will. I refuse. Josh is out on it. He's done. I'm, out. I, I'm really, I'm really that high on him. But uh, before we sign off, I also want to talk about one other thing that I just absolutely hilarious on the uh, ESPN show on the Jump this morning. Did you guys see the Jason Kidd interview? Oh no, no. dude! There's no way that the Lakers are going to hire him, right? <laughs> Oh, dude, I did see that. My God. I didn't see the interview, though. What happened in the interview? There's just his his responses are just, oh, my God. It's like, do I need to go back and watch it? It's writing on the wall, dude. It's going to happen. Yeah, go back (laughs) and watch it. All right, I'll go. They asked him a question. He looked at his assistant and was like, hey, can come and spill this drink? Give me yeah. some. Give me some time Dude, to think of this. Oh, what you guys Rich probably ball popped out from under the under the <laughs> table. You guys probably didn't see this, but I tweeted out the other day. I I saw that like you know all those reports or whatever. I think it was the Woj thing that I sent you guys, and so I you know retweeted it and put comment with it, and I was like, oh, there's no way this is gonna absolutely. Or I said this would be the most Lakers thing to happen, something along those lines. And my buddy just like commented on it, and he just had the gif of Jason Kidd getting knocked down with the drink, and I was like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> They cannot hire Jason Kidd. Look at the Bucks last year versus this year. Yeah, dude. dude I'm bad. telling you. Budenholzer isn't a genius. Like, the Hawks were shitty last year. You, not a great roster, but, dude, Jason Kidd is not a good coach. If they ha- hire Jason Kidd, do you still want to uh, Do you want to keep with your take that LeBron will win another ring before it's done? They're going to hire whoever LeBron says, that, says they should hire. I think they're going to hire Jason Kidd because LeBron can treat him like a friend like Tyrone Lue and just have another Cleveland situation on their hands. 
Justin, I'm going to say yes until I see them smoke. If they smoke this NBA free agency this year and just fuck up the summer and have a similar roster next year, I will say no. I will change my response. But if they go out and they get AD or another, you know, A caliber player, I still think LeBron can get one. Yeah. I think Golden State's getting broken up. Almost certainly. Almost certainly. That that's the biggest fact. That's the bigger factor in it versus who they even get, really. That's true. That's true. Well, we'll we'll do more free agency talk next time. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're, we'll be able to spectate on the summer. Uh, it's going to take take care of it for us tonight, guys. We are going to be back in about a week. That'll be wrapping up the season, uh, transition to playoffs. So maybe we'll have a better idea of what the matchups will look like, and we'll really just uh, do a deep dive into the previews of uh, week of what the first round will look like. I think we'll do a live watch during at least a couple of the playoff games. We we'll all watch it together. Absolutely. I yep. love that. Maybe we can uh, make that Houston trip happen sometime during the playoffs if the uh, schedules yeah, work out right during that. the summer. We'll look into that for sure. All right, boys. We'll see you next week. All right. Later, guys. See you guys.